When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody, welcome to this edition of Football Full Circle on the Grid. Appreciate you watching us. Uh, Mike Flute and George Kurtz coming at you with Football Full Circle. Excited to keep going through some of our draft reviews of what the teams were able to do uh, last week and obviously keep you updated on some of the later stories, uh, latest stories that have come up uh, around the world of the NFL. We'll update you on college, but you know we're sort of in this uh, odd middle ground now where we're not sure what's going to happen when it's going to start, we'll bring our college guys in to give us any sort of insight as we get a little bit closer. But, George, look, a lot of the stories regarding sports are the same. College football is the most complicated, in my opinion, simply because they're dealing with the potential opening of campuses. Are things trending in the right direction? Maybe. But everybody's obviously concerned about a second wave of coronavirus, this opening up camp of, of the coronavirus cases. So opening up campuses that have 50,000, 60,000 people seems like not a great idea at the moment. Oh, you're absolutely correct. I think college football may be the one sport that's going to have the hardest time returning on time. I mean, okay. we're hearing NFL as a whole, maybe October 15th. I mean, listen, it's right now, what, April 29th? Nobody knows. Right, we're all just really slaves to the virus. Whatever the virus tells us, that's what we're going to be able to do if we're going to be smart about it. But when you think of college campuses, once again, also college teams, more players on a college team. All right, the sidelines have many more people than a regular NFL team. And as you brought up, these kids, they're kids, right? It took them 18 to 22 year olds. They got to go to class. Supposedly, they got to go to class. So mm-hmm. we could debate about that another day. But now you can be easily infecting the rest of the campus. Right. So I don't see how college is getting played unless they are positive that they have testing, that they have 
close to a vaccine. I just don't see how this is going to work. You want to infect the rest of the country. This would be a great way to do it again. Right? We already have to worry about what's going to happen when the weather gets colder. Right? We're expecting a second wave of coronavirus, maybe not to be the same degree as the first wave, but there'll be a second wave of this. And now you're going to open up campuses and have all these college, college athletes, players, coaches? I don't, I don't see it. College football players typically would be back on campus living in dorms, assuming they didn't do it during the summer, which many of them do, would be back on campus in their dorms three months from now. How That seems extremely unlikely to me. I think I think there's virtually no chance it starts on time. We're just hoping from, for some sort of modified plan, not dissimilar to what you described uh, for the NFL. Yeah, you're talking three months from now is what? August? Five, yeah, it'd be August. Yeah, it's August like the first one. week of August. They first week of August. And that would be, I mean, we're not even sure NFL training camps are going to open up in August, right? And now, but colleges are. Uh, I don't see it. Listen, I think for college football, for the NFL, they have the advantage of watching what the NHL does, what MLB does, what the NBA does, what MLS does. I think all those four are going to try and come back first. So if the NFL is smart, they'll watch to see what those sports got right and what they got wrong. Now, I understand it's a little different as far as uh, some of those sports. I mean, baseball, there's not a lot of interaction. Generally, you are six feet away, except for the home plate umpire, the catcher, the batter. Uh, somebody's on first base, sure, they'll be close at times. But for the most part, players are away from each other. Hockey is similar. They'll be hitting, right? So you see how that works out there. Basketball, you got guys sweating. Real close contact with each other, going up for you know layup, slam dunk. They're hitting each other, so that'll be something to watch there. So watch and see how that works out. Does the, I guess you can go by the numbers, the extrapolation, or more basketball players getting the virus now because they're in such close contact, and yeah. that you extrapolate that out to, out to a football team. So I do wonder how that's going to work, and football have to take that into account. This is why football has those two schedules right now: one to start on time, and the other one, okay, it didn't work. We have to wait till October fifteenth. Yeah. Right, so we're hearing all of this. We're hearing all these sports right now that basketball, uh, you know, and NHL, if they want fans in the arena, they may not start next season until December right. right now rather than October and November, respectively. So it's all a waiting game, Mike. Nobody knows for sure what's going to happen. Yeah, typically we're, we're not going to talk too much about the virus during these shows. Obviously, you come here for the entertainment. But relative to the starts of the season, we're, we're trying to keep track, and we think college football is in a tough spot. You, you touched on one of the stories you were going to talk about here at the Open, but the NFL has been pretty dedicated uh, to getting the free agency done on time, to getting the draft done on time, which they did. They delivered on both of those fronts, and they've been pretty steadfast in saying that uh, on May 8th, May 9th, uh, we would see the release of the NFL schedule. Now it seems that Roger Goodell is actually taking in all of this information and potentially delaying that schedule release. Uh, I think there are many thoughts uh, amongst the NFL teams that putting the schedule out there with potential start dates for the games and times and uh, uh, ultimately marketing tickets to fans could be a complete disaster, resulting in refunds, people not being being uncertain as to when they're going to attend game A, B, or C, uh, and it looks like they're probably going to push it back beyond next week, George. That's probably the smart thing to do. I mean, listen, we all know, if you're, if you're a football fan, you already know who your team's playing, right? We know the 16 uh, t uh, games you're playing. You just don't know yeah. when and, uh, and where. Really, actually, you even know where. You don't know when. Yeah. You right. don't know the day and the time. You know who you're playing, and you know where you're playing them. That's right. All right, so it's just, uh, you don't know, like I said, you don't know who, who's playing on Thanksgiving, who's playing, you know, any of the holidays, stuff like that. They haven't made that out yet. I don't think there's any reason to rush this because of what you said. If you release it next week, 
And then you have to, and you know, people start selling tickets, and then, oh, no, we're not playing in September. It is going to be October 15th, so we November 1st, whatever it might be. Then you have to refund the first two months of the stadium, uh, the season. Yeah. Right? Cause, and that's not that's not right. Why, why go through that expense when you can wait? There's no reason to do it now. I mean, I've been racking my head. Why, why do you feel you need to do it now other than to get it out there? To make hotel accommodations? No one's staying at a hotel right now. You can wait another month. Yeah, All right? and you can I, still I agree. book those hotels. There's no mm -hmm. reason to do it right now. I would wait just to save the extra expense. I understand for the NFL, the expense is probably isn't major. You're going to make the money back anyway, as far as ticket sales. You know, just because Joe, you know, John Joe Schmo can't go in September, maybe John Doe can go in his spot in November. So you're not going to lose that ticket. But why go through the hassle? Yeah, it seems like Ticketmaster and other companies that were were really. Uh, have been forceful with their feedback for the league and, and making sure that they take everything into account before they release the schedule. I think they do have a little extra time to work with. So uh, that's the first story we wanted to get out of the way. The next one is the NFL draft. Um, unfortunately, Vegas uh, missed out on it in 2020. They'll get it back in 2022. Uh, but the date is now set for next year's draft, April 29th through May 1st. You push it back to May next year, George, based on the way the calendar falls. And it's going to be set in downtown Cleveland. My question to you is, why Cleveland? I think it's their anniversary, 75th, I believe, is the reason. Mm. Is it the 75th or the 100th? I guess 75th. So that's why. Because I thought the same thing. I'm like, really? Cleveland? Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not making fun of Cleveland. I've never even been there. For I know it's a lovely <laughs> town. But uh, it doesn't have the pizzazz of Vegas, New York, Chicago. Uh, I mean, Tennessee was great, right? They had a, a great time down there. Uh, so I get it. You know, uh, and listen, I, if you're going to rotate between all 32 cities, I really don't have a problem with that either, by the way. And that's how you want to do it. I don't think it had to be in New York every year. I don't, I don't mind the idea of every city gets it. That's fine with me. Uh, yeah. But I, I did raise an eyebrow. Cleveland. And then you realize it's 75th anniversary. Fine. Go Browns. What, Mike, what, let, me, what, let me ask you a question, Mike. What, what's, fun, what's funny about the stories that they're writing about is like, Typically, the draft gets huge ratings in Ohio because of the Browns and because of the Bengals, and mainly because they pick at the top of the draft, which says a lot about where they've been for the last uh, several decades. But uh, nonetheless, I've been to downtown Cleveland. A lot of stuff to do there. Uh, I don't I don't know that it tops the list of uh, my favorite cities I've ever been to, but I will concede that there's a lot to do there downtown over near where all the stadiums are, Quicken Loans and, and uh, Progressive Field, if it's still called that, and uh, First Energy Stadium, which is the Browns. I believe it is Progressive Field. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not, listen, all these stadiums, I used to love the old names of the stadiums, Municipal and, you know, Riverfront, and now they, they all changed all the, uh, the corporate names, and I can't yeah. keep track of them anymore. Same. But the question I wanted to ask you is this. I've always wondered, uh, I shouldn't say always wondered, but I, I would like free agency to happen after the draft. This way, you know, you go, you change how you draft, but you don't have to draft for a specific need. You draft the best players available, and then you, uh, in free agency, you fill your need. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter one way or the other, but that's always something I've uh, I always wished would happen, that they would uh, have the draft first, then free agency. And I, I, I have never really sat down and, and tried to research exactly why they do it that way but it's so set in stone now with milestones and guys getting uh bonuses at the beginning of the league year and that mm -hmm. kicking it off that i think uh, overturning it or flip-flopping it now would result in oh they'll never crazy. do it i mean it's just you'd have to have so much lead time to do that because of the way the current active contracts are written you'd have to put it in place probably five years from now to say in 2026 
we're going to flip-flop it, go draft first. But to be honest, it, it gives this this staffs more time post-season uh, to study a lot of these players, do interviews, combine. And that's it's the reason why, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's timed out well. They really do need a little bit of extra time. I can understand that, considering what a grind the, the NFL regular season is. Yeah, that's the reason why. So we saw GMs all panicking about this draft, right? Yeah. Because they couldn't have the players in. Oh, we don't have enough. We can't do enough studying, enough research. We can't see our players. So there's no way they're going to want a shorter time period. And I understand that, too. I just, For me, though, as far as just football-wise, I think it'd be better to put together a team. You have the draft first because you, you want the best young player you can get, right? Mm-hmm. And then, because so many and so many teams don't draft BPA. You're not. I'm not drafting player A because hey, I've got three, you know, wide receivers. I don't need them. I don't need this running back because I've got this guy. So you go on to player B, even though he's not the same player. Where I guess if if you had free agency come after, that might change. Yeah. Uh, next story: fifth year options being picked up for that 2017 draft class. We talked about a couple in our previous show, and now uh, to update you again, Miles Garrett at the top of the draft. Uh, picked up the next few guys unlikely to have them picked up Trubisky Solomon Thomas Leonard Fournette uh, Corey Davis the Jets uh, just today uh, picked up Jamal Davis uh, Jamal Jamal Davis Jamal Adams uh, 50 year option so he gets picked up we know Christian McCaffrey had the extension done Deshaun Watson picked up Derek Barnett picked up today by uh, the Eagles Marlon Humphrey of the Ravens as expected that one was picked up Jonathan Allen from Washington that one was picked up OJ Howard had his fifth-year option picked up, George. Now, he has been bandied about in trade rumors. Given the fact that they picked up his option, trading him would mean that somebody would have to pay that tight end kicker in the fifth year. It seems less likely now that he's going to be moved. I Once again, I found this one. I was wondering what they would do with Howard. Because if you don't pick it up, you're, uh, you're admitting, all right, uh, whatever offers you got from it, they must have gotten some offers for him during the draft. I mean, even a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, they must have gotten yeah. something. And and you just released him now, you're admitting, uh, screwed that up. Should have taken that fifth round pick. Should have taken that sixth round pick. Yeah. Right? And by now, by keeping him, are you keeping him because you do think he's going to fit this team eventually? Which could be three years down the line, Mike. You think about it. If Brady's coming back next season, Gronk probably is too. You still have Cameron Brate. I mean, where does Howard fit here? Do you really need three tight ends? How old is he going to get on the field if, if those two stay healthy? I mean, weird to me that you would uh, do this. I think they should have moved him. I maybe think they, that, had no, they had no maybe, leverage. Maybe they the thought process leverage. that he can learn under Gronk? He's not the same player as Gronk. I know. I mean, you can see, you can say anybody can learn under this guy, but Gronk's a, Gronk's a different animal. A completely different animal. Literally. So I, I, I don't, yeah, I, I do mean that literal. <laughs> uh, so I don't think that's going to happen either. I just think in some ways this is a, a team that's admitting, you know, we had no leverage to trade him and we're not willing to, you know, we're going to cut off our nose to spite our face now. We're going to keep him no matter what, screw everybody else. We're not giving it, giving him to you for free. And, but you're right. The biggest point there is even if they wanted to trade him now, now a team has to have him for, it's not just a one-year tryout anymore. Now it's a two-year tryout. There's got to be something to it. I mean, we're going to dive a little bit more into this one, see how that makes sense, uh, because extending the guy that you wanted to trade in ob- it clearly had a disappointing season in his third year. Surprising to me. So uh, anyway, Tredavious White was already picked up. Uh, T.J. Watt was already picked up. So um, that's it for now. We'll keep you posted on those 50-year options. Uh, as far as the next story, uh, the Amazon uh, deal. So Amazon extends their Thursday night deal with the NFL, and they got an exclusive Saturday game. Now, 
there's some hemming and hawing as to whether or not Amazon should have any exclusive games. You know, it costs $119 to have Amazon Prime to be able to watch video. Uh, but clearly it's a way for Amazon to get in the game, get more eyeballs on their streaming service and having sports, particularly the NFL, is something that A, they can afford to do and B, something that will potentially attract sports fans that may not have gravitated over there yet. Uh, in order to do that. So Amazon very much in play uh, for the Thursday night package and even a Saturday game. And I don't think it's going to end there necessarily, George, for them. Well, they've got the money, and the NFL wants money, especially if, they, if they're going to get crushed this year. Let, you know, let's say there's no, no fans this year, so there's no gate this year. I think that's about 20% of the NFL's revenues generally. You know, And if, they, if there's no give back as far as salaries to the players because of that, so that's 20% that the owners lose, they're going to want to get money from somewhere. They may not care about putting games uh, on an Amazon, on a Yahoo, stuff like that. If they're, they're going to pay, they're going to get them. When they may not, may not go traditional, where it's always CBS, always Fox, no. uh, NBC, ABC. This They've been double dipping on these rights for a while anyway, as right. it is, George. And they're going, to, they're going to want to make up that money someplace. Don't kid yourself. They're going to want to make up that money someplace. So I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing would shock me, Mike. I mean, the, nothing would shock me. Right. One Saturday game. It's sort of dipping your toe in the water, right? Yeah. Those games are a little low. The ratings aren't as high as the Sunday games. You talk about a Saturday, generally in December, you know, so people shopping, doing stuff like that, and you don't those, you don't get the ratings there anyway. But I wonder if they're gonna do something more drastic. I said yep. more drastic if they feel they need to make money, and if Amazon's gonna pony up for it, I think they're gonna go for it. Yeah, a couple of notes from this story, which is written by Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, quoting, "Keeping with the NFL's long-standing commitment." To make its games available on free over-the-air television, the game will also be televised in the participating team's home markets, league said in the statement announcing the deal. So that means that they'll still be committed uh, to the network uh, television deals locally. But again, the, the new deal lasts through 2022. 17 games coming next year, George. Uh, it's, obviously, it's obvious that games available exclusively on streaming platforms could become a regular facet of the weekly NFL schedule, according to Mike Florio. I think he's right. I, I think that Netflix, uh, Amazon streaming services are going to be in play for these games, whether it is affiliated with one of the major networks like Hulu is, or uh, if it's somebody independent like Netflix or Amazon, I think we'll continue to see little morsels of that. Remember, we had that exclusive Yahoo game, that London game a couple of years ago. It was a Jaguars Ravens game in London. Uh, appeared only on Yahoo. The thought was that the numbers weren't very good and nobody really watched that game. But you and I obviously did, and many people did. And, and I just think that was the little appetizer for what is to come. Oh, I agree. I think this is the wave of the future here. A lot of us, well, maybe not a lot of us, but some of us have smart TVs. So we can still watch it on our TVs anyway. Yeah. You know, I know the, when it comes to the Amazon game, yeah, I can watch it. It won't really change much for me. Same. Uh, but not everybody has that. So what's the backlash for people who don't have it? They're smart by keeping it on local TV. So the, you know, the hometown team fans can still watch. I mean, they're not going to lose anything. So like I, said, I think it's a way of dipping their toe in the water. And if it's successful, they're going to go much bigger. Yeah, agreed. So we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the next wave of teams in the draft from last week, Team 7 through 12 that'll include the jaguars it includes the jets and a few other teams that we think did a good job in this draft it's mike and george on the grid football full circle coming back right after this 
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome back to Football Full Circle. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, on Instagram at SportsGridTV. Find George specifically at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blewett. Uh, excited to have you here uh, talk with us talking about the draft, getting into team number seven on the draft board last week. We're going chronologically. We could have done it by divisions, but we decided let's have a little fun with it and sort of trace through how the draft went. So we have uh, the Carolina Panthers came in, George, and – you have to, we knew the amount of weapons that they had on offense. They signed Robbie Anderson. They extended Christian McCaffrey. They signed Teddy Bridgewater. They already had D.J. Moore there, Ian Thomas, uh, an emerging tight end after Greg Olson leaves. But the one thing we knew that they needed to do was load up on defense, and boy, did they, because they had exactly seven picks in the draft, seven for seven, buddy. They went all defense, started with Derrick Brown, the huge defensive tackle. People thought he's one of the best defensive players in the draft. He's going to compete there with Okuda and Chase Young to be one of the more dominant players, but he's not at a flashy position, right? Uh, you can't assume him to be the next Aaron Donald. So 
he's going to have to be an anchor and not necessarily be the guy making all the plays. Yeah, uh, this is the first pick I got wrong. You know, not that I have any problem with Derek Brown. I don't. As you mentioned, they needed defense. You and I talked about Carolina a bunch uh, on uh, other shows here, right, about how they were going to play a lot of 35-31 games with the team as was constituted. Uh, they had literally no defense, but a, real, a pretty good offense if Bridgewater can take the helm there. Uh, they went 7-7 seven seven in defensive players here. I love it when teams recognize they have a problem. Yeah. And, right? And they're doing all they can to rectify that problem here. Good for Carolina. I have no problem with Derek Brown. I thought they would go with Simmons. That the fact that he escaped, you know, that he was falling a little bit. We thought he might go at four to the Giants. And after that, he's falling to number seven. And I thought, once again, replacement for Keekly. Could have worked out real well there. But they uh, they went around. And once again, I've said it before, going with one of the big guys on the line, I don't think you can ever go wrong with this, Mike. On yeah. either side, offense or defense, you can never have enough of those guys. I like the pick. I would have gone Simmons, but I like the pick. And they backed him up with the Uchur Gross Matos from Penn State. So you had another big player. And Brown comes in at 6'5", 326. Gross Matos, 6'5", 266. So he'll try to provide some pass rush on the edge. Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois. He was a he was a fast riser uh, in the pre in the draft process. They traded back into the second round to get him. Uh, Tony Pride, Kenny Robinson, uh, Bravion, Roy. Stanley Thomas Oliver, again, seven for seven defensive players. It's going to be the weakness of their team. We'll see if Matt Rule can get it done uh, as the offense, I think, will be pretty prolific. I, I think we expect that, and the defense might have some struggles early as these uh, new and younger players come together. So uh, moving on uh, to the next uh, team, that would be the Arizona Cardinals. And there's the team that took the guy that you wanted, George, uh, for the Panthers. Isaiah Simmons comes in. They only added six players. So that's the one issue I have here for a team that, look, they, they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. It cost them some picks. They obviously surrounded Kyler Murray with weapons here and, and have been continuing to do that. Kenyon Drake and, and DeAndre Hopkins, they drafted three guys last year. They still have Larry Fitz there as well as Christian Christian Kirk. So the defense, the the wide receiving wide receiver room is deep, but they didn't take an offensive tackle until the sec until the third round. And they did get Josh Jones, which is somebody somebody that a lot of people liked out of Houston. He slid in the draft. They get him, Isaiah Simmons. It's really just the best player available thing. The only if I'm picking on their draft at all. It's that they only added six players. I don't know that they're that close as a team, but they have done some movement in free agency and trades in years past. Chandler Jones has been there for a few seasons now. Uh, they traded for Jordan Hicks last year. They drafted Buda Baker. So I can't say that they're bereft of talent on defense, not by a long shot. But I don't know this team's that close that having a shallow draft like that um, impresses me. Then again, they got DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. Right. I, I think you got to grade them on a curve, Mike. Yeah. They didn't have those extra picks because they traded, what, a two and a four for Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know, hey, you got Simmons' first-round pick. DeAndre Hopkins is now your second-round pick. Josh Jones, your third-round pick. You look at it like that, this is a hell of a draft. All right, uh, listen, I like Simmons. I like him a lot. I think they're, this is the first team that took a player that they didn't expect to, day, to take. I think they were I think they were going worse or well back then whatever as far as an offensive lineman and then Simmons fell to them and they couldn't pass up. I think they're the first team that realized, oh God, we didn't think this guy was going to be here. He we haven't ranked high, we follow our board, you said it best player available, we'll go in Simmons. 
And I, I don't mind that at all. I thought that, once again, it fell to them. The fact that they were able to get Josh Jones two uh, rounds later just makes the Simmons pick even look better. Uh, I, I don't know why Jones fell. I mean, some of us had him as a first-round pick, second-round worst. You know, half, top half of the second round at, at worst. Yet you get slid him in the third lot. round. He slid a lot. Yeah. I think if you were to tell the Cardinals that they were going to have, uh, you know, get a Simmons and Josh Jones and not trade up, they would have thought they would have laughed at you. They would have yeah. laughed at you. So no way this is happening. I think you right. throw Hopkins in there for that trade they made, the thievery, the robbery from Houston. I think they've had a, one hell of an offseason right now. Yeah. Listen, they're, they're not a, a, world, a World Series contender. They're not a, I don't, I've had Stanley Cup in my head, too. Uh, they're not a Super Bowl contender. They're not. I don't even know if they can challenge for a division yet. 49ers are a good team. Seahawks are a good team. right? Rams. That's a deep division. It is, it's a, it is a deep division. I didn't like the Rams draft, but uh, it is it's still a deep division. It's a lot of work to be done there, but they're heading in the right direction, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, aren't they heading in the right direction? I love what they've done. Yeah. Uh, Lee Kaifo to Rashard Lawrence, two defensive tackles in round four. Uh, Evan Weaver from California, who was one of the most productive players in all of college football. I think he had the NCAA uh, tackle lead last year. He he retired as one of the top NCAA tacklers of all time. I think the assumption is that he's maybe not as athletic as some of the uh, NFL guys out there, but at 6'2", 237, that kind of production, uh, I think he'll be a guy that'll make your team and potentially come up huge in special teams and and be a good depth linebacker. Maybe he'll surprise people and play some some more snaps on defense. So uh, that's the deal. They drafted a running back in the seventh round, also to back up uh, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds conceivably. So uh, that's it there. I I like the total picture. I just thought maybe they needed a couple of more players. But again, DeAndre Hopkins, it means a lot. You're going to give up players to get him. So uh, let's go to the Jags right now. Uh, The Jaguars come in at 9 and 20. Now, George, they didn't do a lot of moving around in this draft. However, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 well, players. We wow. thought that the Jaguars had the worst roster in the league going into the draft. Now, a team like that, recognizing that they needed as many of those draft picks as possible, I think you have to give them credit. Now, would I have liked that they got rid of Ngakwe before the draft? Yes. But they're trying to maximize what they can get for him. It's not going to be what they want, but they're trying to maximize it now. Maybe things fall apart with somebody in another team. Another team decides to get desperate. Seattle comes to mind. But uh, in any event, uh, they come away with 12 players, and they started with C.J. Henderson and Kalevon Chason. So they're starting uh, the back seven of the defense is where they got started in the rebuild. I would have liked to have seen them. I mean, they had a solid draft. Really can't complain about it. Uh, I mean, you got C.J. Henderson. I know as a Cowboy fan, I was hoping Henderson would fall down to Dallas at 17. You know, I wanted Henderson, but he obviously was never going to get there. Uh, Chason was another player that I actually I thought Dallas was going to take at 17. And they passed on him. So I, I think they got uh, maybe the second best pass rusher in the draft. Good there. But, you know, when you have all these draft picks, I'm a big believer when you have, when you get close to double digit, you got to start trading up and grabbing guys you want. 12 guys, I don't think 12 guys, all 12 of these guys are going to make the team. So trade up and get guys you want. You know, I think I, I would have done a little bit more of that. Uh, Nguoc, Seven on I, offense, five on defense, by the way. So they balanced it. Yeah, I mean, Nguoc, he's. They were never going to get what they wanted from him. United has discussed this many times on the, on the show. Uh, well, they wanted a one-plus 
That's never going to happen. You weren't going to get a one. No. You know, no one's going to trade you a first-round pick and a fifth for a player they now got assigned to a gazillion-dollar contract. Especially when there's literally no room at all, right? There's He's not coming back to the team. No. You don't want him back. There's no leverage. He doesn't want to be there. It's what happened with Trent Williams. It's the same thing. And so after they, what, him and the owner got into a little Twitter war, right? Oh, my God. I mean, that wasn't going to happen. They weren't able Disaster. to trade Fournette either. And you were never going to be able to trade Fournette because it's, running back has no value. As an aside, that's embarrassing that Tony Khan would, would get involved in that. He's the owner's son, and he's uh, involved in – player development is one of the top personnel guys in the entire organization. It's embarrassing, I think, that he would do that. Does, what's the reason for sniping at a player? Let him let him bury you on Twitter. It, it doesn't. You're not going to win this one. You can't, you can't win. And it only hurts you. Even if you think you're right, you can't win because other players see that and go, I don't want to play for them. Forget if he, if he thinks he's right. Even if he is right, right what are you win. doing? You can't win. It's, it's just not worth it. That's something you got to do. That's part of the job. It you is know, part of the job. Just take right. it. Let it go means nothing, you know. Uh, so I think the Jacksonville Jaguars overall are sort of like the Miami Dolphins from last year. And I mean that in the sense that if it's not nailed down, we're trading it. You know, I think they're going to try and build oh, up yeah, more man. draft picks for next year. Uh, I think they're going to be in the play for the, uh, the the lose for Lawrence. That's what I'm calling it. The lose for Lawrence for next year. Like uh, t- tank for Trevor has also come up. Uh, I think that's what's going to come up uh, next year for Jacksonville um, because they didn't take a quarterback this year. In a quarterback-heavy draft, you didn't take a quarterback, which means you know. So what are your thoughts on that specifically? Did you think means you don't want to win? You don't want to win. Gordon Minshew's not. Like I said he's a nice story, a fun guy. I'm sure I'd love to hang out with him and have a dinner, go out to eat and have a couple of burgers. But he's not going to win you. Uh, he's not going to win you much of anything. He might be a good, decent backup, but he's not. They a drafted Jake Luton out of Oregon State, another six-round draft pick. So I don't think he's your quarterback of the future when no. Minshew was a six-round pick last year, but. I'll counter that by saying I'm okay with them not taking QB because if they didn't, I, hate, I keep saying this, but if they didn't love Jordan Love, pardon the pun, then I'm okay with them not taking him. And if they didn't love Herbert or then Tua. trade up ahead of Miami. Well, I'm saying if they didn't love any of these guys to trade up. You didn't to like take Tua them. or Herbert either? I'm not saying me. I, I'm just saying I have to give them mm-hmm. credit. It, it, Credit where credit is due. If they've evaluated these players to a certain now, I don't necessarily think they're right. Minshew's not the future of a Super Bowl winning franchise, in my opinion. But I, uh, what I would say is, if you if you grade these guys out, and you're worried about Tua's hip, and you think Herbert's a stiff, which some people do think, then don't do it. Wait until next year. I agree, and you're right. If you so if your evaluation says, hey, these aren't franchise quarterbacks, fine, you wait. But now you have to hope you're in this position again next year. You don't have – well, right now you don't have two number ones. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think you're looking be, all right. Yeah, I think you'll be picking less than nine. I'll, I'll take the yeah. under on that, by the way. There's yeah, a bet. Yeah, yeah. Give me Jacksonville less than nine. Uh, but, you know, you don't have two number ones. I don't know if you're going to be the worst team. I think you're one of them. But Cincinnati's still a bad team. All right? I mean, you know, Redskins, they're still a bad team. So they've got issues there as well. I think those would probably be my only three teams that I'm going to put as far as the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll give him credit, though. Uh, C.J. Henderson, Kalevon Chason, Davon Hamilton from Ohio State in the third round, uh, Shaquille Quarterman from Miami in the fourth round. So they're building at all three levels of the defense with those five players. The seven guys on offense, LaVisca Cheneau Jr., uh, who I like. They have a, actually have a good receiving core. Uh, that helps in any way. Uh, I'll give him that between Chenault and Shark and um, 
D.D. Westbrook and, and more. Uh, pretty good, at, at least. Uh, and then they got a couple other guys. Colin Johnson, a receiver out of Texas, uh, an interesting pick a little bit later in the draft. So uh, that's really it for the Jags. And one thing I wanted to go over, since we talked about three defensive guys in a row in Brown, Simmons, and Henderson, is we have some notes here on awards. This is on FanDuel. We got odds. Defensive Rookie of the Year, George. thought this dovetailed nicely here. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year 2020-2021 season, which they've now had to change that to 2021 as well. Hmm. Uh, Chase Young at plus 350. Isaiah Simmons at plus 850. Patrick Queen at plus 1,200. We obviously haven't talked about him uh, yet. A.J. Epinesa from the Bills, plus 2,000. Jeff Okuda, plus 2,100. Kenneth Murray at plus 2,100. Grant Delpit at plus 2,300. He went to the Browns. And Xavier McKinney from the Giants at plus 2,300. I'll cap it off there. But the, since we talked about them, uh, both Derek, Derek Brown at plus 2,500, C.J. Henderson at plus 2,600. So Isaiah Simmons, obviously much shorter odds there. Uh, Chase Young, if he had a big sack year, he would just take it home. But I'd really be leaning towards those linebackers in Queen and Murray. If they have a chance to play uh, as many snaps as we think they'll play, they could end up with a boatload of tackles, picks, fumble recoveries, the whole thing. Murray at a plus 2,100 for the Chargers seems pretty good to me because they have a good base up front. He's got good people behind him. Murray could clean up a lot on a lot of plays. Yeah, the first thing you're looking for if you are going to place a bet on this is, like Mike said, playing time. Who's going to play, especially first and second down? You know, if, uh, Queen is another guy I kind of like with that Baltimore front. If he can, if he's going to be the full-time starter there, we don't know that yet. You got to do your research there to figure it out. Uh, I mean, you're right about Young. If he comes in and gets 12 sacks, it's going to be hard to beat him sacks with that sexy number. Yeah, that's it. That's and uh, it. I don't see a cornerback getting it. You know, he'd have to be locked down with a lot of pick sixes. And that, that's so tough to do. So I'm not going to go for the cornerbacks here. Uh, linebackers are easy because it's so e- – I don't want to say it's easy to get 100 tackles, but it's a lot – it seems to me like the, the leader's now got 140, 150. Mm-hmm. So if you're even on the field of 13 games, you can probably surpass that 100, ta- uh, 100 tackle mark. And unless Chase Young does get those double-digit sacks, you're going to win that. I would agree with you. I, I'm leaning towards Patrick Queen right now. I can but see until, that. But uh, until I know who's starting, who's going to get the job from day one, I wouldn't place a bet. Yeah. Yeah, certainly the defensive line for the Chargers is pretty stacked, so Murray may not have as many options. Now, I, I'll just close out on Isaiah Simmons. I'd love for him to win it. I think he's the most fun player, maybe in the entire draft. Um, I have concerns about whether or not anybody Where? will be able to use him properly. Right, right. I do trust that Vance Joseph is the defensive coordinator in Arizona. Uh, I, I trust him to be able to figure it out. But it might not be as easy as it seemed for Dabo Swinney and Brent, uh, Brent Venables to just throw him out there like they did at Clemson. He's able to make plays all over the field in college. It's not going to work exactly the same way. But, you know, we'll see. Is he going to be a will linebacker? Is he going to be a safety? Uh, I think he can line him up in a couple of different places. And I would encourage that, by the way. Line him up in some different places. Let, let, him, like, let him make plays all over the field. He's unlike most players in the NFL. So come back, talk more teams. Uh, Browns, Jets, and Raiders, I think, after this. Mike and George back after this on The Grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. 
We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, Elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome back to the grid. Mike and George getting you through team, I wouldn't call them grades, reviews of the draft. And hand out hard grades, George. We don't know what these guys are going to look like two, three years from now. Looks good on paper for some teams, not so good uh, on other teams. But we reviewed all their free agency moves, and now we're trying to piece it together. Exactly how do these teams do? Do they address certain needs? Are we worried about uh, the way in which they went. Uh, there's some teams that are getting hammered uh, from the start. We'll see if any of these three are the ones that did it. So let's start off with the Browns in this final segment. Uh, Browns picked up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players, pretty standard, uh, but they stayed where they were in the first round, George. Browns didn't move. We, that was another pick we thought could be on the move. They did a ton of work during free agency. They still have a lot of money in the cap, the most in the entire league. Now, they have guys that are going to be coming up. We talked about Miles Garrett at the beginning of the show. Uh, so they're going to have to save some of that salary cap room to pay guys in 2021 and beyond. But right here, the biggest weakness on the team by far last year, other than, I guess, if you want to say coaching, was the offensive line. And they picked up uh, Jack Conklin 
during free agency from the Titans, and here they stay at 10, and they get Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. I think he's one of the safer picks of the four, uh, but uh, Andrew Thomas went to the Giants, and then Wills goes here to the Browns. Yeah, I know while watching the draft, I thought this is where maybe a wide receiver team would trade up to get the, uh, the number one wide receiver on their board. We had heard that Cleveland wouldn't mind trading down, so I thought whoever wanted Rogues might trade up. Judy might trade up. Uh, it didn't happen for whatever reason. Once again, maybe it was the uh, the virtual draft. Maybe it was they didn't get the offer they liked or whatever. Uh, but that's what I expected here because I thought a team might want to get ahead of the Jets. That the Jets who pick next were going to take a wide receiver or might take a wide receiver. Didn't happen. I think the Browns made the, the correct position pick here. I'm not saying I would have taken Wills, but I think they made the right position pick here. I think it's also sort of like we talked about with other quarterbacks. Daniel Jones comes to mind. All right, you need to find out about Mayfield. All right, not that you're going to jettison, you're not, but he took a step back last year. Uh, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's his maturity level, whatever it is, but you got to protect the man and let him find out what, it, what he can do. All right, the team is still in a bit of a mess, right? The running game was strong. Chubb was great. Kareem Hunt was good when he played there. But we heard the rumors about Beckham being traded. At one point, it was actually was reported uh, that he was pretty much traded to Minnesota. So they're still not happy about that. Landry, you know, I guess Landry's hoping for an October 15th start. Because if it starts October 15th, he might be ready for week one. Yeah. Other than that, he's probably out all of September. So this team is still in a bit of a, a bit of turmoil. Got Hooper. So they're still working on the offense for Mayfield here. But I don't mind the pick. I think you got to protect the quarterback. you gotta, you got to get Mayfield to be able to play his best. Yeah, agreed. So rip off the players. Uh, Andrew Billings, defensive tackle. Adrian Claiborne, defensive end. These are all the free agent signings. I mentioned Jack Conklin on a $42 million deal. Uh, Austin Hooper on a $42 million deal over four years. Kareem Hunt is back. Andy Janovich, uh, the fullback, is back. Kevin Johnson, a corner. Carl Joseph, a safety. Those are two former first-round picks. Uh, Case Keenum is the backup uh, moving forward. And Anderson Dejo, a former standout safety uh, for the Vikings uh, came over. They still have over, it's like $38 million in cap space right now. And then they added in Mike Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus sent out a tweet a couple of days ago. The PFF draft board, so the Pro Football Focus draft board, ranks of the Browns draft picks. Judrick Wills was 11th overall. Grant Delpit was 15th overall. <coughs> and Jordan Elliott was 23rd overall. They're the only team to take three top 25 players on the PFF board, and those were their first three draft picks, George. So they got them in first, second, and third rounds. So PFF loves them. I guess they, they got did. an A. Uh, yes, listen, I like Grant Delpit as well. I know, once again, Cowboy fan, I was hoping he would fall to the Cowboys second round. Lord knows safety has been a you know, vast wasteland for Dallas forever. But I think they did well there. I said with the Browns, you know, we a lot a lot of us liked their talent last year. We thought they would take that next step. Some people we were predicting what to go to the Super Bowl and make the playoffs, win some win some games here. It didn't happen. They look good on paper again. They, I mean, they really, look great. They look better on paper. Right, than they, they do. Did a year ago. I mean, that, they have all this, their slots filled. The question is, can they play up to their capability? Can they coach up to their capability? First year head coach again. Right, and that generally is not good. It takes a first year coach a little bit to get in there. But it, it, to me, it all comes down to Mayfield, Mike. It all comes down to Mayfield. And whatever else is going on with locker room there. You know, like I said, Beckham, who seemed to be on his best behavior last year, but then why do we keep hearing these rumors that he's going to be traded? You know, there's no smoke, there's fire there thing there. Well, best behavior also has to be, it depends whether or not you believe the rumors that 
he was asking teams on the field to come get me, right? Come get me, come trade for me. There's a lot of rumors about Odell having said that on the field last year, and Landry too. I think, frankly, a lot of them were miserable that they were losing. They were miserable with Freddie Kitchens as a head coach because things were very disorganized. And now Kevin Stefanski, who is a favorite in the running, in the run-up to last year's hiring, John Dorsey picked Freddie Kitchens. They're both without a job, but Paul D. Podesta really liked Kevin Stefanski all along. He's installed as a new head coach. I get worried about a first-year head coach taking over this many combustible personalities, but he's got to figure it out. It's their only option. It is their only option. All right. I don't think anything's going to change here. Uh, listen, this, the fact that come get me, that's just silly. And it's, once again, that is immature. But if that's the worst thing he did, once again, for him, that's his best Very behavior. Yeah. All right. I mean, you're not, I don't know if you can get much better than that when it yeah. comes to Beckham here. And you put Beckham and Landry together, you know, that was always gasoline in a match yeah. you know, with those two. So that was always going to be a problem here. Uh, like I said, they didn't, they didn't trade him at the draft, didn't trade him before the draft. Odds are he's staying. You know, yeah. what are you going to get to replace him if you move him now? You didn't take a wide receiver. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, no, not, a, not an early yeah. wide receiver, I should That's say. Right. That's uh, right. So you got nothing there, and you need you can't go in, in with you know. Assuming we start in September, you can't go in with you know wh whoever you trade for if you trade for anything, and nobody because Beckham's gone, Landry can't play. Yeah. You're not going to get any kind of good start that way. You're, you're running games good. It's not great. It's not godly yeah. the way you're going to win games by it. And, Rashard, uh, Rashard Higgins came back apparently on, hey. for less money because he loves Baker Mayfield. Donovan, Pe Donovan Peoples Jones was their last pick in the sixth round wide receiver out of Michigan who just blew people away at the combine. He's got great measurables, great, uh, he had a great workout, 6'2", 212. He jumped a 45-inch vertical. He ran in the four threes, I believe. So he really impressed people, but he was very inconsistent at Michigan, and people were curious why he didn't produce in the way that even his teammates did at Michigan. So uh, he's a project wide receiver. We'll see if he even makes the team. Harrison Bryant, a tight end from Florida Atlantic, was somebody that's considered an interesting project tight end. And the fact that they already have Njoku and signed Austin Hooper, I thought that was a pretty interesting pick. Two defenders out of LSU and Jacob Phillips and Grant Delpit. You and I both like Delpit a lot. But again, that is a, based on talent. He was inconsistent in his last year at LSU. We'll see if the Browns are able to harness that talent. But overall, on paper, like you said, this is a really good team. As good as as good as the their competition in the division on paper, but it's a long way to go. I agree. Outside of Baltimore, I'd say Baltimore's still got a better team on paper. But uh, outside of that, I mean, I think that I think they're better than Cincinnati. I think they have more talent than Pittsburgh too. But can you play like it? Uh, yeah. What's the old saying? Games aren't played on paper, and that's very true with Cleveland. But I like what they've done here. Yeah, Stefanski and Baker straightening out Baker is going to be a big part of it. And can they protect Baker? I, I didn't think it was all his fault. I think he had a really bad season, but I didn't think it was all his fault. I thought the offensive line was miserable. And we knew that going into the year, and they played like it. So let's move on to the next team. Uh, that would be the New York Jets. And, George, am I crazy to say that the New York Jets did a really nice job in the draft? I think they did. They got nine players. Uh, they, including a punter, so they, they did some trading around, but let me rip off the Jets players here. They got Mekhi Becton. So he's the four of the four offensive tackles drafted in the first round. He's obviously the most physically impressive, right? He's 6'7", 360 pounds. He ran the 5'1", that got everybody buzzing at the combine. 
but I do get concerned about guys that are that huge and have to carry around that much weight. Now, it's exciting I, for the Jets fans. And I'm not saying in any way it's a bad pick. I'm just saying that has to be a concern. Now, what I really liked what they did is maneuvering in the second round, trading back, getting Denzel Mims, which was a guy that they were rumored to get all along. It allowed them extra picks to do more maneuvering. At one point, the Jets had 10 or 11 picks to play with. They trade back uh, up earlier in the third round to get Ashton Davis, a safety out of Cal, who was thought to be one of the guys who would be most impacted, George, by all of this layoff, uh, the COVID quarantine, because he had surgery, wasn't able to work out for people, medicals were a question. He falls to the third round. Some people said he had as good as high second round to late first round talent. So those are the first three guys off the board for the Jets, and it was a pretty good score for them. I would 100% agree with you about Beckton. You know, when you're 364, that scares me a little bit. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Nate Newton, the old cowboy uh, offensive lineman. Yeah. You know, uh, who if you watch, Nate, Nate was a great great guy when he wasn't transporting 600 pounds of marijuana. Yeah. But uh, he was a great guy, and he was uh, he was heavy. Let's say he was heavy. But he also That's had a great good. line. Someone asked uh, Nate, uh, what are you going to do uh, when you retire? Oh, when I retire, I'm going to get really, really fat. <laughs> okay. You know, but he always <laughs> had to battle that bulge. I mean, uh and he was coming in, I think sometimes over 400 pounds would come into camp. They would svelte down to there. And I worry about the same thing for Beckton. How, how can your body handle that year after year after year? You know, so, I, yes, I worry about that, too. Denzel Mims, I think the Jets, I don't know whether to give them credit or do they get lucky. Mims had a little personality issue, right? That's why he fell in with draft a little bit. And I think the Jets, I think they knew that, that he, uh, he'd be – but they traded down the second round because where they were, they could get Mims right there, and I thought that's what they should do. But they traded down, I think it was, I don't know, 10, 12 spots, something like that. And I'm like, oh, you may have just lost Mims. But I think they knew because of the personality issue, because of what was going on behind the scenes, that he would still fall to them and they would get an extra draft pick. So mm -hmm. great, either way, great job by the Jets. Either they read it right or they got lucky. Hey, better to be lucky than good. But, yeah, I like what the Jets did a lot. Ashland Davis, uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to use him as he's not your prototypical safety. But I think the Jets did – I mean – I know it sort of ruins the, uh, you know, it's the Jets. We like to make fun of them, but the Jets had a really nice draft. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of things. Uh, Manish Mehta from the New York Daily News uh, sent out, reported a few uh, quotes from Adam Gase on Mims. Uh, Adam Gase on Denzel Mims' route tree. The route tree is not a concern for me. Uh, another thing uh, is concerning the importance of adding speed on both sides of the ball. Joe Douglas, we're looking for explosive playmakers. Mims is one of those. Joe Douglas on Mims specifically. Denzel had a real chip on his shoulder. It was important for him to make these teams pay for passing on him. And the last thing on uh, by Joe Douglas on Mims, a long, smooth receiver, is the ability to take short catches into long TD runs. He said it, Mims really impressed him during senior bowl week. So they obviously have a lot of familiarity with him. They looked into him deeply if they're talking about senior bowl week and have uh, sort of the advanced knowledge that you would need to take somebody like that. I, I'll have to trust Joe Douglas, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll never forget our, our producer, Martino, uh, filming a show during the draft or, or right, right in the middle of the draft process. He's a, a longtime Jets fan, and he said, I've never been more relaxed in over a decade of being a Jets fan because we finally have somebody in the job that knows what they're doing. I think he's right. I think Joe D Douglas really handled this well made some maneuvers. Gase seems comfortable with it. 
So that's a far cry from where they were in years past with uh, general manager and coach being on, on different pages. So good job uh, to the Jets. So uh, let's go to the Raiders. Uh, last team we're going to talk about here. Um, and I, I thought, look, I, I was as surprised as anybody that Ruggs went first. It's a very Raiders pick. Everybody's talked about it. They went with the speed guy, the fastest guy at the combine. You know the Raiders are going to take him. It's way it always used to be. But there are some that think Ruggs is the, could be the best receiver of this bunch. Uh, I don't think that, personally. Uh, I, I prefer the more polished guys like Lamb and Judy. It does not to say that Ruggs is totally raw, but he's more raw than those guys are. Um, and there are, keep in mind, there are two other receivers at Alabama that are going to be first-round picks next year. So they had really explosive stats for Tua, but granted, not every guy on Alabama in the receiving core is going to be able to catch 100 passes. There's too much talent around there. But Ruggs kicks it off. Damon Arnett was uh, some thought a reach uh, out of Ohio State, but a lot of people like him as well. So they, that's their two picks in the first round. They didn't maneuver around to get them. They took the guys they wanted, and they have been dedicated to the Blue Blood programs over these last couple of years. They picked two more Clemson guys. They start with Bama and Ohio State, uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, more SEC players. There were two Clemson players last year, Hunter Renfro and Cleveland Farrell. So they're building in a specific way, George, getting guys out of proven collegiate programs. Yeah, and they're another team for me. Once again, they want to find out about Carr. Look here, we're giving you Hell weapons yeah. now. Right? We've got three wide receivers for you. Three of our first four picks are wide receivers. I don't want to hear no more excuses that you don't have the weapons. Right. I think it's what's. It's, I think it's Carr's last chance. I think once again, maybe you should have moved on from Carr already, but it's his last chance, and we'll see what happens here. Uh, I agree with you about Arnett. I didn't like that pick at all. I thought that was a reach. You know, if I you want that, then trade down. I they mean, did that last year with Farrell. They're like, we're going to shock everybody at four, and they picked Cleveland Farrell. And it's like, all trade right, down. trade down. You could have got him five. Nobody six, else was earlier. going to do that. Right. I, I don't know why they went that direction. That was surprising to me. You want to take a surprise play. I, I don't have an issue with that. Trade down to where he should go and get, accumulate that extra fourth round pick or whatever it might be. You know, so that's what bothers me about that. Uh, and once again, everybody in their mother thought the same thing when Rogues went, Al Davis. Yeah. Al, and once again, Al Davis from the grave went out and made this pick. It's what he liked. You know, the guys who could fly down the uh, run fly patterns. So the Raiders, know, now I've tried talking about the Raiders and these blue blood programs, the, play, the players, the Raiders, this is according to Adam Schefter, uh, the Raiders now have drafted from the one national title game between Clemson and Alabama. Cleland Farrell, Hunter Renfro, Trayvon Mullen, Josh Jacobs, Lester Cotton Sr., Henry Ruggs, Tanner Muse, and one not pictured is John Simpson, the guard out of Clemson. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys from that one national title game. Uh, obviously, people are getting on them for watching the one game instead of all the games, but <laughs> it's the best game to choose from. Uh, and They like uh, winners. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I can't blame them as a strategy, but uh, it, it's not necessarily, in my opinion, proven to be uh, spot on for, te for teams winning. But they want polished players, so guys that can win a little bit earlier. And you're right, they're, they're throwing it all in Carr's lap here. Uh, I've been on the record saying I think Mariota's going to get a bunch of starts this year, but adding the three players in Ruggs, Bowden, and Edwards to the already revamped receiving core with Williams and Renfro, that uh, says a lot. Carr's on, on the... Uh, on the hot seat to some extent. So that's it for me and George, football full circle. Thanks for getting on the grid. We'll see you next time.
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all. Even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney. Make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.